0: So there. So there. So there. So there. Let me know your thoughts. So there. So there. So there. Let me know your thoughts. Why do you keep
1: saying let us know your thoughts?
0: Let me know your thoughts to me is a nice lead-in for So There.
1: So there. Welcome to episode 58 of So So There. There. I'm Gary Doyle.
0: And I'm Tom Karamidas.
1: Tom, our podcast today, I just want to say, is being heard in uh, a number of countries around the world. If anybody doubts the reach, of so, there. We are, of course, heard in the U.S., but we also, according to our analytics, have listeners in Are You Ready? Are You Are You Ready? Yes, UK, Russia, Germany, Singapore, Mexico, Italy, Canada, France, Bulgaria, Spain, Belgium, Brazil, Chile. <sighs> got to catch my breath. Israel, India, Egypt, Ecuador, Romania, Colombia, Netherlands, and Vietnam.
0: Now I would venture to guess that like some of those countries they're just uh, they're just smitten with the quality of our voice and have no idea at all what we're talking about and don't understand a word we're saying.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like the reverse of groups like ABBA and the Scorpions don't don't speak a word of English yet. They sing these songs in English and they have no idea what the words are, but they just sing them. Rock you like a hurricane.
0: Still pretty impressive. (laughs) <laughs> in fact, I would say, I, uh, w- Gary and I are going to reach our handout uh, to the world and say, if you live in one of those non-USA countries, send us an email at so at yahoo.com and tell us, mostly, <laughs>
1: why the hell do you listen to our podcast? Good one. Why do you listen to So there? Please write. So, there at yahoo.com. And by the way, we have a, um, a viewer mail for the end of the episode, Tom. Whoa. A pretty epic one. Whoa. So, Tom, what's on your mind?
0: Well, you know, I've got a couple of things today. They're, they're all, unfortunately, kind of from the same thematic world. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll start with uh, what I thought would be probably uh, a really bad summer job uh, since it is July 1st and summer is upon us in full swing. And here's what I suggest. Uh, here's the job I would suggest you consider. Maybe if you're a young college student looking for something to do over the summer, think of being a lab technician at Cologuard. All right, Colaguard is that product that tests for, um, yeah, what is it? Yeah, yeah, I'm drawing a blank. You know the thing you you, <laughs> colon cancer. Col- Thank you. Colon colon things. Colon, colon things. cancer. So what you do with Coligard apparently is you send a little sample. All right. Without getting overly graphic, you send in a little sample. All right. And somebody at Coligard theoretically unpacks the little <laughs> whenever you're sending in in the little medically sealed bag you know can you imagine all day long you're basically unpacking and testing human feces
1: all day long and you can tell people you're in the medical field exactly exactly yeah I work in the medical field (laughs) it's like it's like the joke about the guy that cleans up the poop after the elephant in the circus and he's like yeah I'm in showbiz that would be a a bad summer job
0: no we talked we touched upon this a little bit in episode 57 when you were asking me if i was a putz or a, a schmackle <laughs> or a and i said one of my my summer jobs is i i, I sold shoes at a floorsheim store in in hackensack new
1: jersey and uh, uh what what summer jobs did gary doyle have my summer jobs makes your summer job seem like a uh i don't know uh, a a, uh, a investment banker intern. I, uh, I I washed I washed dishes in restaurants. I was a busboy. I worked for a I worked for a factory that made NFL jerseys, and I would have to lift the boxes and put them on top of shelves without any kind of help. It was all just manual labor. Probably my worst job was I don't know why I had this job or why it was a job. The probably my worst job was a summer in my college. I'm um, coming home from college. I worked at a Sheridan Hotel in Indianapolis, and my job was to get to the hotel at five a.m. And the first thing I had to do was put a cup of coffee and a newspaper on every door of the hotel. Put it at the door for guests, and that was. And this was a big hotel. Probably had three or four hundred rooms. So imagine that putting down a cup of coffee and a newspaper. For hundreds of rooms in the morning and then when I was done with that that job would take a few hours and then when I was done with that for some reason I don't know why I did this but I would move mattresses from different rooms from one room to the next I'd move mattresses that was the job it was horrific just like
0: rotating moving mattress from room A to room B and room B to room C that
1: sort of thing Yeah, and I don't know why I did it. Like I said, I don't even know why it was a job and why I was moving mattresses, but I would do that. Sometimes they were out of storage facilities. Sometimes they were from one room to the next. I don't know why, but that
0: was a terrible job. And that was, my guess was, you probably, did you have some king, I I don't see how one person could move a king mattress. Were they queens and and, and twins? Or were they really big, king-size mattresses?
1: I did, son. (laughs) <laughs> I did it, son. Wow. Yeah, the other question
0: I'd have about that whole uh, that whole process you had to do is, now you're giving coffee to everybody, but did these people ask for coffee or
1: I again, I don't I don't know why I did it. I don't know if they asked for coffee, but I did it. And think of the repetitiveness, bending down, pouring the coffee, bending down, putting it down, repeat. Yeah, I don't know if they asked for it or not. I I don't know. It's all lost to time.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? It probably, uh, you know, probably, you know, some exercise for you at least probably helped you bulk up. Gary Doyle bulked up over the summer thanks to his mattress toting. Probably became a chick magnet those years.
1: So true, Tom. So true and it built character. So there. Tom, speaking of well-trodden territory and themes, um, I came across a new, uh, noun used as verb by an advertiser. Wow! Fresh material! We've talked, Tom, and I've talked incessantly about advertisers that have good for going on a good few years now, which is a long-lasting trend for advertising. Right? I mean, this is a long-lasting trend of advertisers that use nouns as verbs. You know, the best way to summer. The new one that I came up with was for Google, Google, and the tagline was a new way to cloud wow from google no less wow a new way to a new way to cloud (laughs) how do you how do you cloud tom (laughs) i don't know how you cloud but now there's a new way to cloud not as good as the one you came up with last week for club cadet club your lawn (laughs) (laughs) club it and by the way the mail, we'll read later on, does refer to that episode, <laughs> for those of you who forgot. So there.
0: You know, staying on my um, my number two theme for this week... Um, I find the commercials for this product called Lumi, L-U-M-E, kind of offensive and strange. Have you seen it? There's like a, this woman is kind of in your face. She's not made up in any way. She's just too close to the camera and she's talking frankly too candidly about this product, which is, I guess, a deodorant that you put in places other than your underarms. And she's very upfront about where you put it. And I just find it so off-putting. Have you seen these commercials? Have you heard about this product? No. no. L- Lume, L-U-M-E. She, and I, I. Okay, I'll say something. She says it in the commercial. She talks about putting it in your, she says butt crack. <laughs> I kid you not. And it's just you know, and she's right there in your face, and she's just uh, you know, she looks like she's kind of sweaty and just kind of not wear. You're know, like she didn't really dress up to be in the commercial or get made up in any way. It's a little, I don't know, it's a little too, a little too real for Tom Karamidas.
1: Lumi. <laughs> uh, that's that's unpleasant. But I have seen ads, not for Lumi, but I have seen ads that are. That deal with unpleasant topics in a very forward way. It's a reflection of our society. There are no, there's no decorum anymore. There's no, you know, uh, uh, barriers. There's no, none of that. It's all just just let it let it out. Put it out there. You know. So advertising is a reflection of that. Unfortunately. So there. Tom, um, I, I, I uh, encounter many things in my life. When I wish, when I when I witness them, I wish that I was king. I wish that I was king of the world, and I could uh, do something that we call. I, I decree. decree. I saw this the other day at work. And I know you have too. Everybody has. But it just made me think I, I would like to decree that no one shall do this anymore. So it was in the bathroom. I walked into the bathroom. And a man was at the urinal. And he was uh, urinating, holding his, you know, thing with one hand and holding his phone with the other. And doing work on it. You know what I mean? Just kind of. Picking away at the, at the keyboard and he's got his, his thing in his other hand and he's just kind of, you know, getting things done. And I'm like, <laughs> I would like to decree that no man shall hold his thing in one hand and, and text in the other.
0: You see, I, <laughs> I, think, I think he can take that skill and put it into his self-assessment when it comes time for review time, right? <laughs> That's what a player he is, you know? He, he, there's no such thing, when I'm at the office, son, there's no such thing as downtime, even for a moment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That'd be one of those good interview questions. What's your biggest weakness? Well, I just can't stop thinking, working, you know, communicating, even when I'm urinating, I'm working and communicating and thinking, <laughs> but you've seen these people right Oh <laughs> yeah yeah don't do it don't do
0: it it's uh, a bad and look I'll ne- and i'll never ask to borrow their phone either
1: <laughs> oh, exactly <laughs> <laughs> so there
0: I will build on to that a little bit uh, with, uh, with something else that I've kind of discovered. I'm a little ashamed. I will say I'm a little ashamed. Um, in, in the restroom where I work, uh, we have four stalls, one of which is a handicap stall. And I've kind of come to the decision. But the handicap stall for me is kind of the equivalent of like getting getting upgraded to a suite at the hotel. You know, you came in late, maybe they had an ex, you know, they got a suite, so you got all this extra space. I think from the things you've talked about in the past, I think you should you would you should be a handicap stall man. You got more leg room. You know, you you could actually you know if you wanted to set up a little you know a little, little table and chair and stuff in there if you wanted to. Uh, but I know you have issues with people taking the stall right next to you and you feel like your feet are like two feet away from each other. Think of the handicapped stall. Now, I know we're going to get bombarded with letters and Tom Karamitis is taking, you know, a handicapped stall away from somebody who uses it. The only thing I will say in my defense is there are very few people who really come to our office every day and it's rare that I'll ever see even another person in the restroom when I'm in there. So I'm, and I, don't, I tend not to loiter, you know, I go in there, I concentrate and I'm out, boom, boom. But I have found myself going to the handicap stall. I just like kind
1: of kind of spreading out a little bit, you know? It is the size of a small studio apartment, it's true. But don't you find that the seat is too high? It's a little bit higher than usual, most handicapped, whether it's a handicapped stall or a handicapped hotel room, sometimes they give you those, I guess. Um, you know comment whatever they call it but i find that the toilet seat is awkwardly high yes i will i
0: will give you that i find i have to alter my my method a little bit and sometimes i'm kind of on my toes a little bit i'm sitting there my you know i don't want my legs to hang so my toes are kind of well my tippy toes i'm sitting there you know so yeah there's i have to adjust but i'm a professional you know I try and rise above it this is getting as
1: graphic as a lumi commercial But I think you should try the the handicap stall.
0: I think and I know now Gary Doyle is much more, um, I don't know. I think Gary Doyle is much more politically attuned to sensitivities than Tom Karamitis is sometimes. And I think what would prevent you from using the handicap stall is the is the absolute legitimate concern that somebody might come into the restroom who needs the handicap stall. But. Maybe if you're there after hours one day, if you're there really early, you can try it on for size. I don't think you will come back. So there.
1: Tom, we get many emails from listeners. That's a lie. We don't get very many. (laughs) We get very few. But we got one recently from a a listener named Ellie. And Ellie writes, and this is a this is a fairly lengthy email, but it's a I think a solid email. Dear Tom and Gary, and by the way, I don't like the Tom and Gary order. I do. But I'm just reading what she wrote. Dear Tom and Gary, congratulations. You've knocked it out of the park with your last episode. Listen to so there. Listen to it. Even a crusty Scott would agree. As a longtime fan, I can confidently say your last episode is a strong return to form. Because I'd fallen behind on my duties, shame, shame, I listened to. It's Ford Truck Month, Mr. Loaf, today as well. While I did love hearing Tom Keremidas admit I didn't answer your question at this point, I've forgotten what the question was. Loaf felt someone somewhat lacking in direction. Listen to it had strong momentum and fun for days. My thoughts are as follows. Gary's jokes about DeSantis' echo <laughs> sent me back to a fond, freezing, deep pandemic day in Boston where I listened to So There while pacing endlessly around the harbor and contemplating my morality, mortality. At the time, Gary's joke about spookily disembodied echoes in Zoom rooms, You're muted, 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 muted. Almost brought me back to life. You could say this Zoom joke of Gary's is a morsel I have cherished, kind of like a bite of a hot dog from a free sample platter at Costco. Number two, Tom Karamitis plans to impre- implement a preemptive flush. I am scornful. <laughs> is Tom Karamitis aware that every time a toilet flushes, a gallon of clean, treated water is wasted? Does he know that the world is heat is. Heating past a tipping point and pretty soon potable water will become a precious resource. This viewer would like a word. It is almost as bad as his previous claim that it is okay to recline your, seat, your plane seat on a woman, but you should courteously refrain if you are seated in front of a man with long legs. <laughs> By the way, let me stop you there quickly.
0: I didn't say a woman. I said if you're in front of a small child is what I said, right, just to be clear.
1: Listeners can go back and check the episode. (laughs) Number three, etiquette says you put the seat down for courtesy. Jim Carrey even makes a joke about this in a movie where he trains his dog to use the toilet. Seat down, Sam. There are ladies present. Number four, I can be I cannot be the only listener who thought maybe the lady who chose the swim lane closest to Gary Doyle was actually hitting on him. He was trying she was trying to make a love connection. Ooh. Distant swimmers need love too. Ooh. I highly doubt that, Ellie. Number five, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Gives me shivers deep in my bones. I don't know why, but I'm happy the ridiculousness of this tagline has been exposed for an international audience. And we do have an international audience, Ellie. Number six, and this is the last point, I personally feel like a schmuck in hotel lobbies before I've checked in, or more often when I don't intend to check in at all, but instead sit on my laptop, happily sponging off free air conditioning and Wi-Fi. Fortunately, when a hotel concierge spots me being a schmuck, they don't hesitate to suggest that I leave the premises, as the feeling, so the feeling of schmuckiness never lasts long. Overall, It was a pleasure to hear Gary and Tom. Now, she got the order right that time. Um, Gary and Tom having a great time. The best part of any episode is when one of you is laughing too hard to finish a sentence. The best part of this episode is when Gary made the sound of a person who's waving their hands helplessly under a motion-activated tap while waiting for the water to come out. Girl! That's how she spelled it. I remain your most devoted fan fondly. Ellie.
0: Uh, you know what that 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 piece of viewer mail was um was incredible. I mean that 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 could be a college
1: dissertation.
0: That could be like a master's thesis. Uh, the the it's the better
1: deb- it's better than some of the theses that I have come across in my teaching. Is it with the, students? Frankly, is it thesi, thesi. Yeah, it's actually <laughs> higher quality. Uh, I would put this
0: this this uh. Listener in in the in the Hall of Fame of letter writers to us, alongside uh, Mr. Alan Spindle, uh, who's also written us some some wonderful uh, viewer mail over the years. Uh, but um, yeah, oh, I rare rarefied air. Uh, well, and that's despite uh, this 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 letter writer uh, telling me um, taking me to task for the preemptive flush. All right, I'm just saying. Sometimes you have to weigh the 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 worsening climate crisis against your own you know uh, safeguards of your own health right i mean look I at it this way
1: think, go ahead. Go ahead. i think no, go ahead go ahead i personally think that's the best point of the email uh excellent point of course because it was a
0: it was a knock on me and, and the rest of the letter was just praising gary doyle's genius <laughs>
1: So there.
0: Well, Gary, uh, spirited twenty-eight minutes has has come to a close, and uh,
1: swirling uh, down the drain like one of Tom's preemptive flushes.
0: I promised in the next episode to get out of the bathroom, but I I I partially blame Gary Doyle for bringing me into the bathroom in the first place with his obsession about. People occupying stalls right next to him or waving his hands under the motion activated faucet. It just, you know, you you triggered me, alright? It's it's near and dear to my heart as well. So until next time for Gary Doyle, this is Tom Karamita saying, so there. So there.